The waves were crashing against the beachfront. A young woman was curiously digging in the sands below her feet. She was very intriguing to the eye. She carried a bucket with her. In it had some beautiful stones she had collected on her morning walk. Satisfied with her treasure hunt, the young woman walked towards the row of stores that draped the beachfront. Her excitement, as always, was infectious. As she pulled from her pocket her cell, she was heading towards Venice Beach and knew her feet alone would not get her there quick enough. She had a massive appointment. She activated a scooter that sat in a row, hooked a small speaker to its handle, and as her music flowed out into the beautiful California morning, she shrieked and howled with excitement. Her basket of beautiful shells and stones bouncing on the vibrations of the handlebars. Such cause for excitement. Since she was a young woman, at the age of 10, she had lived there on the beaches of Santa Monica Pier. It became her home. It became her playground. Underneath the beauty of such a place, there was horrific acts of violence. As she slept at night around her, her innocence, the only thing that kept her safe from life and its atrocities. She knew the streets like nobody else. Garbage bins she used as food stations. Her childhood had been a case of misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis. From psychiatric hospitals, countless medications, the child was trapped in fear, always felt judged, left with very little choice she ran away from the last family that tried to tame her wild and youthful soul. Not every missing child gets reported. She begged on the streets and slept on sofas, the graces of good humans, yet the bad ones always found her in her lowest and most vulnerable times. She came closer towards Venice Beach. As she did, she lost coordination. A young boy stood unaware in her path. She stopped quickly, hit the brakes, only to find herself flat on her back. She shrieked, laughed, and left out a yell of pain. A busy promenade stopped, turned its focus towards her demise. A man quickly ran to her aid. Most passerbys she knew would never stop to show any concern, for she knew humans to be cold. The tall, slender man, dressed in a black shirt and shorts, cautiously asked if she was okay. She replied that she was fine. Alone now, she felt an ease of uncomfortableness around the strange figure. Have I seen you before? She asked. His reply was nervous. No, I don't believe we have. She shook her head. No, no, I saw you by the pier in Santa Monica one day, staring at me. Listen, child, he replied, seemed to take him back. I'm not a child, she replied. He looked at her as he handed her some tissues for her torn knee. Begrudgingly, she took him. He whispered to her, soon a great event will come to pass, he said. She laughed, thinking the fall had damaged her sense of reality. You, my dear, will be with the witches on the final day upon the mountain. Your gifts, child, will be used for both darkness and light. Seek answers now from your altar, he said. It was strange he mentioned the altar. He knew about her altar? Nervously, she thought. It was her first possession. A young Irish couple had given her a room in their apartment. The three met while slinging coffees at a Starbucks. They quickly became aware that she was homeless. They became great friends. They shared a beautiful summer. But like everyone else, she felt they would leave. And yet they had to. That summer 
When they returned home to Ireland, they left with her the keys and a lease. Their friend, a landlord, an Indian man, never questioned it, and she finally had a home. So she queried of the stranger, have you taken your meds today? He looked at her and he scoffed. He said, child, you are so blind to see, but you should be seen. At the end of days, you will be there. She quickly replied back to him, okay, weirdo. She also used a new Irish expression that she had picked up from her two comrades. She replied, go get fecked. She laughed. She picked her scooter and her basket that rested against the wall up. She hopped on and fled away. She looked back. The stranger had vanished. She felt a cold shiver run down her spine, thought to herself, what the hell was that? She looked at a clock that rested by a fence near the basketball court. The time read 8.45 a.m. She hurried, nervous. This would be a first tattoo she had wanted since she saw its image in a picture one time while she scraped throughout garbage bins for food in her days of homelessness. It was an image of a mountain in Colorado, a place she had never been, she knew nothing about. Yet the day she saw that image, she swore one day she'd climb its peak. She arrived at the tattoo studio. She was greeted by a young woman covered in beautiful ink. With the final drawing complete, the artist asked the young woman her thoughts. She asked for it to be placed on her wrist, a reminder of how far and how much more she had to climb. The artist returned to the back room. The young woman sat down, her knee scraped, but she knew pain, and this was minor. Lost in thought about her encounter, she played with the septum piercing that hung from her nose. In times of stress, it brought her comfort. Caught unaware from the back room, she heard the artist ask, would you like anything? Yet without a single thought, she replied, can you put five witches holding, on, holding hands on the cliffs? If it had not been for the artist's excitement and enthusiasm, the young woman would never have agreed to such a thing. But it seemed almost strange, almost right. The young woman watched as the artist placed the stencil on her wrist. Her eyes became bigger, enticed by the artist's beautiful creation. She agreed to its price and she looked in the mirror, her wrist in place. She noticed from her enormous brown eyes that her septum had a strange glow sign, shine from its silver towards the mirror. She felt it strange that her piercing was giving off energy. She hugged the artist and shrieked, paying no attention to his to its healing instructions, she cashed out and grabbed her basket of stones and shells and headed back towards Santa Monica. Her scooter was like a great chariot. She swerved in and out of pedestrians' pathways, her wrists stinging from its new artistic creation. She would not know this, but this would be her last year in this beautiful place. Eventually, her path would find her in Colorado. Her journey, like the others, had just begun.